This episode is all about pickleball paddles as I talk to the paddle geek, Brandon Swanson. Brandon gives paddle recommendations for people of all levels and budgets. He also talks about how to find the paddle that's right for you and dives into the technical aspects of pickleball paddle materials and manufacturing. If you'd like to learn more about paddles or are looking for a new paddle, this is a must-listen-to show. So, let's get to the intro. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the show, Brandon Swanson. Welcome, Brandon. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, I always wanted to have you on the show because you are an expert in something I am absolutely not. Although I'm a pickleball player, I am definitely not that familiar with paddles. So I wanted to ask you, since you are Brandon Swanson, the paddle geek, I wanted to ask you, how did you become the paddle geek? Okay, so yeah, the paddle geek thing happened because I went to buy my second paddle after my first paddle just completely wore out. I used it till it was really unusable, about six years. I've been playing for 10. And I was just completely overwhelmed <laughs> by the decision making process of buying a second paddle. Like when I started, there was pretty much the blaster and the Z5 you know, to choose from. And then when I went to Pickleball Central, there was, you know, probably a hundred or more at that point. And I just was like, whoa, this is a huge issue. I, you know, I was looking to kind of get into some, make a career for myself in pickleball. And I was like, okay, well, there's a problem that I can help solve. So that's kind of how it started. And I just, Facebook Live was rolling out at the time. And so I just jumped on a live and started doing it. And of course, like anything, it gets better over time, but yeah. Uh, that's how it kind of got started. No, I can relate to that because I have, well, I've only played pickleball for about three years. And when I started, I started with the Onyx Z5 and I just, I broke that paddle about a year ago. And so I kind of went, well, I guess it's time to find a new paddle. And it took me a long time to find one, but I've only ever played with two paddles. So give me an idea of how many paddles do you now have? I've I've lost count. It's I need to count again because it's that the stat can be a bit staggering. I didn't really even know what I was getting into, but I think it's around like 120 at this point. So you've I don't know if you've seen the show, but there's a wall of paddles behind me typically when I do the reviews. And that's just a very, very small sampling that I tend to rotate around. They're not nailed into the wall. There are movable. So I move them around and take them to the courts and let people try them, stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's a little ridiculous at this point. <laughs> so I, I have seen the wall and I do have to ask you, which one is your favorite? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, my favorite actually right now is the rogue two by players pickleball. It's not one that as many people know because they only do direct to consumer. So you can't get it on, well, actually maybe you can get it on Amazon now, but you know, it's not on Pickleball Central or Total Pickleball. So they've kind of had to generate their own hype, so to speak. But yeah, that one I really like, but also like the Gearbox paddles, the ProKenX paddles. Those are kind of my, my top three, I would say. Yeah, I actually know Gearbox from my racquetball days. That was actually the last racquetball racket I used was a Gearbox. I can't remember the model, 
but mm. it sounds like you do have a few favorites. Which, why is say the the rogue the favorite one? You know, it to me, you know, it, it kind of comes down to you know finding that perfect balance. Well, first off, balance in the way it's you know it's a little bit head heavy. I was a tennis player in high school. Small break from that to pickleball, about ten years, but. I just, I feel like it, it swings most like a tennis racket for me and uh, the gel core in it kind of helps dampen shock. It's a very quiet paddle and it feels very just smooth and absorbs impact really well. And at the same time, in part because it's head heavy, I think, and kind of the shape of it, I can generate a lot of power as well. So those are the kind of the two things that we're, we're looking, you know, to maximize on pickleball is the feel on the soft game and then the power on the, and when it's put away time. So that's, I feel like the best blend of the two for me personally. Yeah. So that, that's why that one is my favorite. Now you like the rug too. And you mentioned that your background is as a tennis player. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of, I know a lot of pickleball players have a background in tennis, but just to think about maybe somebody who play other sports or didn't play a sport at all. I mean, is there one paddle that you would recommend that really works for most? That's, that's a really good question. I think that a little bit bigger shape is nice for somebody who doesn't have a background per se. That Rogue 2 is pretty tapered. It's got, I mean, it's generous in terms of its face, but I think a really, just a paddle that has the, the sweet spot closer to your hand and so not an elongated paddle, more like, I'll give you an example, like the uh, Selkirk S2 is a really, really great choice for a beginner who doesn't have a background in any sports or not racket sports. What's another one? I would say the the Evoke Premier, just anything that kind of is, can kind of maximize that surface area for players that's very forgiving, I think is a really good choice. Uh, the Tempest Pro by Paddletech as well is a really great first paddle for one of those players and that's that's actually one of the questions i ask people when they when they're you know looking for paddle recommendations is you know what did you play you know what kind of sports did you play racket sports you know if they play if not then one of these bigger shapes like that otherwise you know if they've played like table tennis those players really love spin and so one that before i get too far into this train of thought i'll recommend one more there for spin players the ProLite Titan, hands down, is the best spin paddle on the market, in my opinion. So, yeah, it, that's that's a great question. Re- background really matters when choosing a paddle, I think. Well, I know when I choose have chosen my paddle, I mean, it really came down to, you know, trying a number of different ones and, you know, which one felt good. Do you have some recommendations for, you know, somebody who is trying out a set of paddles beyond the Oh, you know, find the one that feels good for you. Like, could you kind of reframe that, that question a little bit for me? I don't know if I quite understood. Yeah. I mean, what's the best way for somebody to choose a paddle? Let me just ask you that. It's, it's getting tougher and tougher, you know, because that selection is so huge. You know, I, I guess, well, I, I, I would subscribe to my channel, of course, Paddle Geek. That helps because I try to narrow it down for people. But barring that, I would look around on the courts, see what people are using. 
If you live in a vibrant pickleball community, you'll see some that pop up maybe more than others. And that might kind of clue you into the fact that, hey, there might be something here. And so, and then ask to try them. Because even, even if I give somebody a recommendation, it's typically not wise to just go sight unseen with that recommendation because it's such a personal decision. You know, the feel, the, the handle, the shape, all those things, you know, might feel great for one player and feel awful for another. So you really got to try them out. But I think the best way to like save money and to like the, you know, is to kind of find reviews and then also your friends, you know, and ask to borrow theirs. And that's, I think that's the best way. And so I know that's what I did when I first started playing was I, I looked at the reviews and I wish I would have known about your channel back then. Can you talk a little bit about that? About the channel? Yeah. What, what do you do on the channel and you know, what do you offer people who are yeah. coming there? Yeah. So I'm kind of transitioning a little bit now because I've been on Facebook for a while and it really was more of a show. And so the, that's, that's kind of how I'm viewing it. And YouTube is, I'm really not there yet, which is crazy. It's crazy that I'm not there right now, but I've done a lot of Facebook page stuff and live reviews has been my thing. And so now on YouTube, really, really soon, you're going to start to see some like three minute long reviews where I'll just get into the specifics, who I think it'll serve best, that particular paddle, and then some comparisons uh, with other paddles. I think that's going to be a really great way um, to do it, as well as kind of a curated list of paddles that I think are really good just as a starting point for for people. That's that's an idea I had today as I was thinking about this show later. I'm like, okay, there's way too many paddles now. We need people need help. <laughs> so how do I help them move in the best way? So yeah, you know, but it's I think I would subscribe to both because YouTube will be the really quick re- reference and resource, but Facebook is just a lot of fun. And that's where it's going to be a live show always on Facebook. And, you know, we'll give stuff away there, which is always fun, of course. And then I, I like to interact with people during that. So they can type in stuff, we can chat. It's a ton of fun. So definitely check it out on Facebook and on YouTube, Paddle Geek, same name. So yeah, that's that's kind of what you find on those in those places. Okay, well, let, let's go ahead and switch back for a minute to your game. And I'm curious, since you've got so many paddles and you've tried so many paddles over the years, I mean, are you constantly switching between paddles when you're playing just to try out the new ones? And how does that impact your game? <laughs> I Yeah, I think I do switch around a lot. And I feel like I... I, I I try to do it really quickly because I, I, I've seen it a little bit of an eye roll from people I'm playing with sometimes because they're like, oh, there he goes again. But I usually run to my bag. In my, in my pickleball bag, there's almost always around like 20 or more paddles and partly to let people try them, but in part too, because I've got so many to play test that kind of need to. And, and so I think it actually, I think it helps because I don't, I realize that there there's different there's different styles and ways to play the game and honestly like with different paddles I might play different styles which I don't know if that makes a lot of sense but there you know the different paddle paddles I I play different play styles maybe a more of a power game with one or or a soft game with another so yeah well I think some of the paddles you were mentioning earlier 
were maybe more of the higher end ones because like Paddletech Tempest Pro, I think is isn't that typically the cost over a hundred dollars? I'm not oh, sure well if any over. of the yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I sure. If, I think it's around one sixty or something or one sixty five. Yeah. Right. Did you mention any that were more under a hundred dollars in case somebody really has a tight budget? <laughs> that's a that's maybe a underserved area of the market, to be honest. Like those that under a hundred dollar range of paddles. You know, there's the like the Selkirk Prime Epic is eighty dollars. That's a really nice solid paddle, a good choice. Players Pickleball has the Rogue, the regular Rogue paddle, not the Rogue Two. That one's a good choice. And then that that Rogue Two honestly is a really good value for one hundred and fifteen, I believe. So if you can go to that point, you know, a lot of paddles, Premier paddles, open up to you. But that, it, I mean, I understand it's a significant investment. So that's that's something that I'm going to do a little more research because, you know, as a paddle geek, I get paddles free and we tend to focus on the latest and greatest. And sometimes that, that middle market gets lost. So that's an area that I'm going to be definitely spending a lot more time in, but you know, I think I, I gave you just a couple now in that range. Um, well, well, perfect. I think that's going to help people out. Can you talk a little bit about how paddles have changed over the years and then maybe some of the most recent yeah, it, it's changed really rapidly for quite a while. It didn't, you know, your two choices were Nomex core, which is basically like an aerospace cardboard, which sounds bad, but it's really not. Honestly, it's not a bad core material. Actually, that Z5 that you mentioned um, using has a Nomex core. The Rogue paddle that I mentioned, the Rogue One has a Nomex core. However, I think, you know, one... You know, Paddletech introduced the polymer core paddle or plastic core, and I think it's just a little bit, it's more durable, and honestly, I like the, it's quieter, and I like how it plays just a little bit better, and so that's kind of become shifted over the years from that Nomex into polymer, and then, you know, your really your only choices for quite a while were, were also in terms of facing, it was fiberglass or graphite. We still use those materials quite a bit, but now we're starting to see other base materials coming out and even core compositions changing a little bit with, especially with gearbox, you know, that doesn't use a honeycomb core. It's a solid span, like ribs that run laterally down the paddle. And then some of, a lot of the ones on my, my top three that I mentioned are very, you know, unique. The, the rogue two has a, gel core to it. it also has a fiber or a carbon fiber reinforcement piece just you know people are approaching it more from a you know engineering standpoint you know see you know like the pro- having the problem and trying to solve it with with engineering i think in the past people did a little bit more dabbling with just the materials that they had on hand and trying them and then playing with it and then, oh this is cool you know and now it's it's just gotten to be a lot more scientific. And I think that's going to be ultimately, you know, a really good thing for the sport. Well, you know so much about paddles. Have you ever thought about designing your own? Oh, see, this is going to get me <laughs> into hot water with the other manufacturers. But yes and no. 
I'm, I'm making them sweat just a little bit here with this, with this answer, but really, no, I'm not going to get into high-end paddles. One, because I, I have so much proprietary information. I don't, I just ethically, I wouldn't feel right about doing it. And then the reason I said yes is because I'm a woodworker and actually a carpenter. And so I'm, I'm thinking about doing some, like some just hand, hand uh, tooled, all solid wood paddles that are just, you know, beautiful. Like you've seen canoe paddles this way, probably, you know, I, th- I just think it'd be neat to have some like paddle keepsakes available to people that they can play with, but they're really meant to be like a wall hanger type thing. So that's why I said yes and no, I guess. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. <laughs> are, are, are you going to have that out in time for the holidays next year? Sheepers, <laughs> you're getting me on the spot. No, I don't no want to commit. I don't want to commit. <laughs> I've got so much on my plate right now, but maybe I should commit and just go for it. Yes, I'm just going to say yes, and then you'll, you'll hopefully you'll hold me to it, and other people listening. So <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, I, I bet you're going to get a lot of questions about that. Well, you know, like my my particular the company that I'm working for right now you deals with a lot of unique woods that are, you know, exotic wood. And I, I think it'd be fun to like, kind of take the scraps cause I'll have scraps available to me and just start to, I think roughly maybe make them up first and then try hitting with them a little bit. Cause I, I'd like it to play nice too. I don't know if it would ever become a thing, but I think it would probably bring me some joy to use one that I've created myself, but they're just they're and they're gorgeous, the different woods. So just playing with different inlays and whatnot. I think just creating art on the side. Yeah. Well that that's cool. You think they'll be tournament approved? <laughs> I kinda doubt it. I think you have to make a certain amount of them and I I highly doubt it. <laughs> I'll just say that. But yeah. I d I don't know. I don't know how much of a market there would be for that. It would really be more a hobby than like a a money-making venture for me, but it'd be neat to see people with them on their walls or on the courts. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you could do a a series and uh, just kind of a limited run and not that it's a production run because it, it wouldn't probably be a production run. Yep. See, I, I, my brain, now you've got my brain going with this thing because I'm like limited editions and <laughs> Yes. You know, like I, I, you've seen things with like gold inlay and stuff like that. And I'm a huge fan of just like, you know, art, kind of art, just, I don't know, crafts, arts <laughs> just with wood and well, you can start adding embossed. Them. Oh, yeah. And wood can, burn. Sorry, you, go ahead. No, so you, you can start adding them to your paddle wall and people will start asking you about them, I bet. It, yeah, it might take off. Who knows? I don't know. Well, speaking of your paddle wall, where do you keep all your paddles? It it rotates. I've I got to figure out, I have to figure something out because I can't, you know, I told people that I'd bring these paddles to the courts and I do, but as of now, like my demos take up at least like, you know, you, you can picture like the coolers, the can coolers for going grilling or whatever, like a large can cooler. I've got them in those right now. And there's, you know, probably 30 or 40 in each one. And I've got three of them full and I can't really transport them very easily. So I've, I've got to figure out some kind of streamlining because it's gotten well out of hand. 
Sounds sounds pretty crazy. So are you just largely traveling to the local areas where people test them out or? Yeah, typically within within the state of Minnesota. I don't usually fly with my paddles. If there if there is like, you know, like I check the cargo allowances for for airlines and if there's extra room, I usually stuff paddle more paddles in. <laughs> so yeah. Well, cool. Let me just ask this to finish up. If somebody wants to contact you, where's the best place for them to reach out? Probably on Facebook. I check the most. So just, you know, send me a Facebook message to either Paddle Geek or Brandon Swanson. doesn't matter. I do check my others folder quite often, or you know how like the messages get hidden. I check that at least once a day because that's, I've got, you know, random people contacting me asking questions about paddles all the time. And honestly, I really, really love interacting in that way with people. So please don't uh, hesitate to reach out to me in that way. I just love helping people make a a good choice. So, yeah. Well, great. I really appreciate having you on the show today, Brandon. Yeah, I had a ton of fun. (laughs) So. All right. Well, take care then. Yeah, you as well, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 